Hello, and thank you for joining us. My name is Molly Carmichael with Zonda's Inspirational Leadership Series, joined by the industry's best in all things real estate. These leaders are literally designing our future for many generations to come with new communities, home designs, technology, retail centers, infrastructure, and so much more. This series is about who they are, how they got started, who inspired them, and their journey to the top. So let's get started. Today, we are joined by Doug Bauer, the Chief Executive Officer, and Tom Mitchell, the President and Chief Operating Officer. Both of these gentlemen are so interesting. I've known them for many years in their career, and it was such a pleasure to join them in their office together. TriPoint Group represents one of the younger home building companies starting back in 2009. I don't think it could have been a tougher time to start a home builder, but they did it. And I don't think they could have done a better job with it when you look at their results. They're selling nationwide today, and they've sold over 6,000 homes in the last year with growth in closings and revenue by 21% and 22%. And they have a great story. You're going to hear about their own leadership stories and how they met, how they grew their careers, the lessons learned, and how they maneuvered through some pretty challenging times. And of course, how they started and grew the company they manage today. They are both great guys. The definition of inspiration and so interesting. So let's get started and hear from them directly. Please welcome Doug and Tom. First of all, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we're, we've been doing this inspirational leadership series now for several weeks and thrilled to have you. You were one of the first who I thought of when we dove into this. So it's a pleasure to be here. So thanks for I'm taking sorry. the time. <laughs> no, of course. Well, let's dive into some of the questions. Um, first of all, I think that the most important question that I ask everybody is, you know, tell us about what you do. I mean, everyone's got a different answer for your roles, but I'd love to hear what oh, you're yeah. doing each I, day. I, we get that question a lot, obviously. <laughs> and I love saying I'm a home builder because that's what we really do. We build houses that become homes for people. And it's a great, uh, a great career to have. And I'm passionate about it. And I know Doug is as well. And obviously, that means a lot of different things, depending on the audience of who I'm responding to. The logical reaction is, oh, wow, so you're like a framer or you have, you know, <laughs> a hammer and nails and are out on the job site. And after you get into it a little bit more, it's quite a bit different than that uh, for both of us. But that's where it originally generates from is really a passion for building homes. Yeah. I mean, is there anything better than building homes for families? And you can drive through your communities when you're done and see all these kids and families playing together. I mean, it's it's very inspirational. It's kind of dorky when you talk about it, but especially when you're a public company because the Wall Street doesn't want to hear a bunch of dorky uh, <laughs> stuff like that. But it's uh, it's very inspirational. It's, it's awesome. I mean, I can't think of anything more fulfilling than building a house, more inspiring than building homes for families. So it's uh, and still have a huge passion for it. I agree. I'll, I'll never forget the first time going from a piece of dirt all the way to watching literally families come over to hang out together and just kids playing in the parks. And it's, it's a neat experience. Yeah, it's really rewarding to be able to just drive around and see lives impacted by, by what we do. But you put a lot of yourself into yeah. our product in these communities. So it is neat to, to go back and and visit and see how it turned out and the lives you're affecting. But today, you know, you could say 
what we do is a lot of different things. I mean, from general manager to coach to team builder to, you know, vision setting. Well, that's what I was going to say. Between the two of you, you guys are such a great balance for each other. And it's it's interesting. So knowing you both and your your business acumen and some of that stuff, you both complement each other really well. So how do you balance each other out? Because it really is an interesting balance between the two of you. Yeah, uh, that's a, a day-to-day thing. And if you had the cameras rolling <laughs> like throughout marriage, a whole right? day, yeah, right, you right? would see the ups and the downs. And, sure. Uh, we're definitely not afraid to voice our opinions, and sometimes we're coming from different perspectives, but the balance is the key, and the ability to kind of step back and realize the other's perspective and find some commonality for what we need to do going forward. Um, but I do think we really do complement each other well, and you can see that every day throughout the company. Tom is probably, to me, has the best eye and talent for product placemaking he just has a, a sixth sense for it i agree me on the other hand i kind of learned it as a division president mm-hmm. while well, i get taking a bunch of grief from him years ago Wait, i thought you meant you learned it from me oh no i didn't, I didn't <laughs> want to give you that many compliments but um i would say that i'm more i'm always a little more strategic and always thinking of mm-hmm different things and different strategies and have we done this have we done that i have more of a fine well we both had financial uh, upbringing but um i i'm always thinking and concocting and what do we do here what if we did this and Mm -hmm. and you know it's great to bounce things off him or bounce off each other um but from a product your product place making is i think the best in the industry personally that's the last compliment I'm going to give him. No, he's very good, and I like I like that you actually don't settle for anything less than great. I mean, that's I mean I hear that from all your divisions. Is you know if I know it's TriPoint, I mean I can say no, they'll, they'll commit to this because they believe in it, mm-hmm. and you know, and that's not always the case. I mean, that is part of the foundation of what we started the company mm-hmm. on uh, mm-hmm. was design and innovation and wanting to make sure we built a product that was a premium lifestyle brand and Mm -hmm. that was going to resonate with our customers. So that was a big part of it. But, you know, Doug and I, Doug has a skill set that is unlike any other because he can do the operational side of the business, the the placemaking, the product design, you know, the day in and day out of project management, finance he's he's done it all uh-huh. but he still has those classic ceo traits and tendencies that he can be very structured ask the hard questions and choose a direction and a path and and probably push at some uh, point right no, no <laughs> doubt about the pushing part push to get to that next place no right the pushing part but he's really good at asking questions and thinking ahead. And I'm probably more current here and now, and he's always asking the question about what impact is this gonna have on our future? And I think that really helps set the stage and the strategies for us to be successful. So it really is nice uh, having Doug as a business partner, and I think vice versa, because while we complement each other, 
we also can substitute for each other. Mm -hmm. I could see that too, actually. Yeah. No, so you're, yeah. Times when I can't be doing what I need to be doing, but I know Doug's there to back it up and take the lead on it and, and vice versa. That happens. The, quite other, th bit. the other thing, whenever we're interviewing somebody or mostly it's a lot of interviewing stuff, maybe for a senior position mm -hmm. and he'll maybe go in first or I'll go in first and we'll take, you know, and the person being interviewed will say, do you guys rehearse what you were talking yeah. about? And we never do. We just right. come from a very common direction. Right. Um, but you would think being interviewed or talking to us that we've rehearsed everything. We don't. It's it's, it's just all, natural. It's all natural. Yeah. Well, when, when you believe it. Yeah, it is natural. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's why you've worked together for 30 years. How did you start out in your in your career? And I and I want to hear the same thing from you, but I'm, I'm curious because you guys have worked together now for 30 plus years. We both started a little bit in finance, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's, I mean, I started at a bank, security bank. You mm -hmm. were at, well, you were at Irvine Company and um, uh, that savings. Yeah, Pacific Savings Pacific Bank. Pacific Savings Bank. Um, and then I was at Security Bank and uh so is that where you wanted to go is into the the banking world when you first got out of college yeah when i left college yeah i mean when i went to college i thought i would be a professional baseball player or football player that's great um but i um uh, yeah i started at, at a bank in 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 la and then um i was in the real estate group eventually and one of my customers was uh, the lion company and um god i think uh, bill was buying presley yeah Anyways, I helped put together the financing, and, and I guess he said I caught his eye. But we were both interviewing at the Lion Company at the same time for actually the same position, right? Assistant project. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. And he got it. So then what did you end up? Tell me about the trajectory of your career. Well, before, I'll, I'll give you a little intro to that. Um, I knew in high school that I wasn't good enough to play basketball or baseball professionally. So, <laughs> but did you want to go pro? I mean, was that the goal? <laughs> guys' right, right. dream. You're right? tall. Come on. Do that. Yeah. Right, there's right. just a lot of other. Player? It, there was not enough skill there for anything professional. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, but even before I graduated college, I had a great experience where I launched my entrepreneurial career and I started a business um, which was a water sport concession to the Balboa Bay Club so it was a great experience for me where I got to go out and try to put together a business plan and go get financing and and run a small business. And what was the water sport? Out of the Bay Club we provided sailing, paddleboards, paddle windsurfers, yeah. anything you know guests wanted to do from the beach there we did for them and it was a great a great, uh, great experience it was it was a great job I how long did you beach. keep that should have stayed on the beach we I kept know. that for about three or four years and the neat thing about it is we parlayed all that equipment and ultimately sold it when i started getting into the real estate business which was what i really wanted to do and bought our first house with the proceeds wow. from that. So that directly helped us That's know, pretty cool. buy real estate in the, in the long run. I'm glad you didn't tell the story about when I got run over by the sailboat yeah, with that the one. <laughs> some, things, some things we just have to say between ourselves, yeah, that's exactly. for sure. <laughs> glad you didn't share that, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> but uh, you know, from there, finalized my business economics degree and 
My family moved to the Newport area in the early 70s, mm -hmm. and it's right when development was blossoming. Obviously, right. you know, the big master plans, Turtle Rock was happening, Harborview Homes was happening, stuff down in Mission yeah. Viejo was happening. So we got to see through. All that was being company. born, yeah. right. And yeah. it just attracted me to the excitement of what happened as you developed new communities. And so I got to see it from that. and said that's what I wanted to do and had a couple of really great visionaries who were you know icons in the industry tell me okay Tom there's two ways to go you can either come up through the construction side of the business and uh -huh. learn it for real uh -huh. or you can do it through the finance side of the business and having a finance business economics background I chose the finance side and went to work for the savings bank then got to go to the Irvine company and then for the same job that Doug was yeah. working towards, trying to get on the operational side of uh, William Lyon. So you came over then, so you, you're working for William Lyon. Mm -hmm. Now tell me sort of, the, sort of where you went from there. Yeah, I'll just tag on. So started in the classic assistant project manager position, mm -hmm. which was great. You got exposure right. to everything. You learned and, kind of how it works. Yeah, and we were you know a vibrant uh, division. I think my first year, we opened 25 model complexes. So that'll show you the volume wow. of what was happening out there. And were they doing three models at a time then? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, it was crazy. You guys were machines. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy what we did. And what a great place to learn. To see that, learn from, from great people, every department of the operation getting exposure to. Um, so I did that and it wasn't long, so that was, in the late 80s that we started at, at 89 at Lyon 88, yeah 88 and it wasn't shortly thereafter that we hit that SNL crisis yeah, yeah. the big right. big recession yeah. and so it all started right. unraveling General Lyon told both of both of us you'll learn more in this downturn than you will throughout your whole career so get your notebooks out and take notes and write down what you learn because it's going to guide you for the rest of your career do you agree was, with that Totally. I do too. Yeah. I learned more in downturns without a doubt yeah. than I did. I mean, when you're sailing, you're sailing, right? Mm -hmm. But it's it's when you really have to figure out the different kind of weather conditions that you really learn all the tricks. Absolutely. So, you know, from that going into that downturn, I was in the unique position of having a financial background, but still being on the operational side mm -hmm. and probably fortunate to make no money at all. And so more the senior guys were getting relieved of their responsibilities really yeah. and they kept me as a junior guy because yeah. I could speak the bank's language and knew the operational side so we kind of navigated through that Doug will tell you what we navigated because he was in charge of navigating but it was significant and then from there it was really kind of a, a do-over a start over for mm -hmm. General Lyon and I remember that he selected Doug and I to be key components of that moving well, forward yeah. One or two, whatever we call That would have been 2.0, right? 2 .0, yeah, yeah. 2.0. Yeah, exactly. So it was right. phenomenal. And uh, that's where I started uh, the Southern California Division. Doug was the CFO, ultimately went up to Northern California, and we grew that small mm -hmm. little do-over into a pretty significant operation and then, you know, grew into a uh, division president and then a regional president, executive vice president. But, you know, it was over a 20-year Yeah, we both spent 20 years yeah. at, at Lions. So. Right, it was I mean, just phenomenal. You couldn't get a better opportunity. Yeah, he was a great mentor, a great teacher. 
I was gonna, I was gonna say, who were your big mentors through that time frame? Certainly, it had to be. Oh, Bill, for, Bill sure. for sure, it was a, it was a great mentor. I mean, um, he treated everybody at Line as family, totally, and we treat everybody at TriPoint as family. I see that too. Yeah, so that's probably. I mean, I know that's the biggest takeaway I got from Bill, and and then if Bill sets that tone, then Dick Frankel and Rick Robbins, all the other exact Brian Dark, that we they, we all treated. Bill was tough, but he treated you with respect. That would be the biggest takeaway, I'd say. Yeah, that's nice. absolutely a great yeah. takeaway. But nice. the other thing for both of us, for me, that stood out was never compromise your values. Yeah. You know? And I agree with that 100%. Do what you believe is right. If you do the right thing, it'll never be wrong. And so there was never that question. And there was a lot of pressure during those times. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. There's never okay. a question about doing the right thing and doing it in the right way and how you interact with your customers and then with all your you know, peer set and other people within the company. So that was really good. That's but all the, the practical things you learned, you could make a really long list. But yeah. one that Doug and I agreed from the start was, too much land and too much leverage at the wrong time is not a good thing. Be very efficient with your land. Be land light. We, you know, we, we option almost 50% of our land right now, but our balance sheet is pristine. We have tons of liquidity because this business is cyclical. Do you guys do a lot of OBS? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seems yeah. like the time to be looking at that as I'm looking at some of the strategy out there. Smart strategy. Yeah. Well, it's not only for cash but and risk management, but you know, public companies are governed by returns, and it helps your returns big sure. time. So you yeah. get put the financial side. Get to reset the clock yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. So now you move over to the TriPoint story. Tell me the TriPoint story and how that was born. Did you guys just go to lunch one day and say, uh, let's do this? <laughs> no, I mean, you actually, you left line at the end of 08, oh eight, I think. No, beginning of 09. Beginning a of 09. A couple months yeah. before you did. Yeah, and, 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 and that had to be like a deep breath for the company. I remember when you guys yeah, left, just was, going, <gasps> it was It was challenging, time. challenging times. Yeah. And, and I left in March of 09. Yeah. We're hanging out, and I think we both probably got calls from Dan Hedigan. Yeah, it was Hedigan that called. Hedigan and Dan Young. And Dan Young, and they said, hey, you two are doing nothing. Why don't you meet us up at um, Pelican? And I'm in my shorts and T-shirt. You know how the Irvine Company. Right, right, right. right. They'll send you home if you don't yeah. have it. Yeah. He's, he's not dressed much differently. So we told both of them, said, well, can we show up in our shorts and flip-flops and everything? And so we met right in that little, uh, little coffee shop coffee right, shop right the there at the, off the lobby. And that's when uh, Dan Young uh, gave us the whole spiel about what Brand wanted to do, which was the Executive Builder Series program. Yeah. Right. Yeah, where they were going to, because remember back in those days, a lot of the bigger builders were giving lots back and walking from their oh, positions yeah. with the Irvine Company. Yeah. And Brand, and he's a smart man. I mean, he he has a piece of gold in the Irvine Ranch, so. He said, well... And he didn't have to sell. And he right? didn't have to. He could choose. Yeah, so he's not going to give it away. Right. So what they did is this executive builder program, which uh, is really where TriPoint came out. We, we left that meeting, looked at each other like, oh, wow, we got to figure out a name of a company. and because." So they basically came later. to you yeah, and they, said, they, like, form a company. We want right. you. 
Yeah, Young said in a wow, couple weeks. That makes me love them so much better. No, they're phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the vision that they had they was had, phenomenal. Yeah. So I'll, I'll fill in a little yeah. bit and, there. And they really do. I mean, I we didn't working for them three meeting. times. We I didn't just it. leave that meeting and go, oh, wow, I guess we're going to get busy. We literally are standing there waiting for our cars at Ballet <laughs> and, you know, high fiving, you know, almost screaming. That was the best meeting we've ever had in our life. Are you With kidding Dan me? With Dan and Dan, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was just unbelievable how it all came together. But we had together. like 10 days to put together. Not even 10. We had a weekend. A weekend to get. That was on a Friday. Yes. Here's, here's how I it really went. I really respect that's Dan right. Hedigan. That makes, that's, that's here's, super. Here's how it went. That meeting was on a Friday, Friday. at 10 a.m. Then we had another follow-up meeting unrelated for lunch. But what Dan and Dan said is, okay, we've told Bren, you guys are in. But now you need to look like a real company. So company. we need right. to have a company right. profile by Monday, because we're presenting on Wednesday. You'll That's know right. and a team. You'll know no, by no, just a week a, just from a company Friday. Profile. Okay. A company profile, name, okay. and also where your capital is. Yeah. You'll know but a week from Friday if Bren blesses this, because we're we're yeah. meeting with him on Wednesday. So from that lunch meeting, we immediately went to Dana Kovac and That's said, right. "We've got to create a company." over the weekend. Are you available? Can you get busy? And we got busy yeah. that whole weekend, brainstormed everything. By Monday, you know, she had produced a little company profile. It wasn't much. So, and literally by smart. the next Friday, they had called back and said, okay, you guys are all teed up, ready to go. Business. Put the capital together and start rolling. We want you working on this project. And it was over in Woodbury, you remember. You know, when I do, launched. Yeah, for 92, sure. So, so, yeah. What did we call that first project? Sonoma. Sonoma, 92 lots. Yeah. And we got started under that executive builder program. And that was the fee builder program, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. what a great way to start a home builder because. Yeah. Perfect. Well, you, you did so it, capital, New Home Company did it. New Home it. Company. Yeah. I think even Vandil came in and did some of it. KB did part of it, yep. But for a new company, you know, it's so capital intensive to start a home building company, to sure. buy a piece of land, to develop it, to build the homes. And they were, we were making money in the first month. I mean, yeah. they're paying us a fee right. to execute this program on behalf of the Irvine company. In which, probably the best location, highest execution. Oh, totally. It couldn't, yeah. yeah. I mean, your reputation's instant, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah, we, so you had three guys in a pickup truck saying, okay, let's get busy. Now we yeah. have put it all together. and Maybe a little more than a pickup truck. But yeah. Yeah. Not, not much. <laughs> not much because uh, we, I mean, all three of us, Mike Grubbs, who's our third partner, is retired. But we all put in all our capital to get it going. And, um, sure. I would have And uh, it was interesting. I remember that we had that opening and we had all these people coming out and you know, it's Tri-Point Homes. Who are these three knuckleheads? And I remember talking to customers. I love talking to customers to this day. And the biggest question they had, you're brand new, so who's going to do the customer service after I buy one of your beautiful homes? Yeah. That was their number one question. I would want to know that too, though. Yeah. But I mean, it's like... I would just want to know you're going to be there in two I mean, KB years, had a history, right? right? That's what they were asking. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. KB had a history. They could go to a website, whatever, back in the day, I guess. But we're standing in the parking lot. Yeah. And there's 200 people there. Yeah, you yeah, remember cool. that? Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Man. And that was in 2010 Ten. when we opened. Yeah. And that was the height of the depression. Oh, it was yeah. crazy. And it was just unbelievable. And to have that response from customers, have the product. Those homes sold in, what, about did. 15 months? Yeah. 
I mean, it was just phenomenal. We moved right through that and then have never really looked back. But I think as we began processing after that first week and getting ourselves established, we really did realize it was a unique time to start a company. What a gift. Yeah, it was was a total gift. gift. You know what it taught us, excuse me, is relationships. And we preach that even when we got into the warehouser deal. This business is still very local, and it's the relationships you have with Molly or mm-hmm. John or Bernie or whatever, yeah. and Dan and Dan. Yeah. They're my right. company. Sure. You never burn bridges in this business, and you and, and you always want to maintain great relationships. And whether you uh, buy a company like Warehouser, like we did in 2014, it, all those local people and Tom and Doug didn't know anybody in Houston. We didn't know anybody in D.C. We didn't know. Anybody, I mean. The local teams has a relationships, and that's what makes your company successful. But I think when you're honest and fair, oh, and yeah. and you don't compromise your yeah. values yeah. and all the things that go with that, I mean that stays with you for oh, your yeah. entire career. And and so oftentimes you'll see you know some kind of crazy things happen, and you're like, oh, yeah. our our last? our industry is like a bigger family with yeah. your own kind of sure. families, you know. Well, so some unique personality. It is for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty yeah no. There definitely is. But even with unique personalities, I think if you hold those sort of, you know, fair values. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, we say all the time, reputation and relationship matters. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how TriPoint was founded. Yep. And totally. we want to carry through on that reputation of all of our operational teams. And you'll see the mutual respect out there. And really, you know, we founded the company on the customer. You know, we said, let's start with the customer. You know, historically, it's been a manufacturing business. Home building has. And we said, no, we want to change it to a retail business. So let's start with the customer. And if we That's do the right thing for the customer, then we're going we're gonna to be successful. Well, I was going to ask you, how did you guys come up with the name TriPoint? Where does that come from? It was that weekend. That weekend. Yeah. That weekend. I mean, we had yeah. a lot of different names. that we. Yeah, everybody thought Tri was the three of us, yeah. but it was not... The no, it really, it yeah. really. Who would have been the third? Mike Rubs. Okay. Mike okay. Rubs. Yeah. 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 The genesis of it really came from Think, Renew, and Inspire. Right. And like we wanted to create a work environment and the product that gives people the space to think, be renewed, and then inspire future generations. So that's, yeah. that's what it was all about. And like we that. believed that. It was mm-hmm. different. And, uh, you know, that's still a big part of who we are. So on that note, everybody I know who has worked with TriPoint loves the culture, loves the environment, and very little turnover. What are the key ingredients to that? Oh, I I don't know. I mean, there's – I'll take a stab. I mean, obviously, the leadership needs to establish a vision and a strategy. Mm -hmm. and, And you have to live that vision and strategy. Um, then you got to pick the right people mm-hmm. and with the right people you want to empower them uh, to be successful mm-hmm. uh, we're not micromanagers we check our ego there's no egos here I mean it's it's very that is a big deal there's no egos That's, just how do you keep well, that so culture empowerment strong is big yep you know we have a fairly horizontal org structure, mm-hmm. you know, where everything doesn't have to be vertically integrated. We want to mm-hmm. give our people the opportunity to take responsibility, make decisions, and grow. And people love that. And I they agree. see a career path where they can t- 
take their creative talents mm. and grow them to help the company be successful. As Doug said, we cast a vision. They take that vision and expand yeah. it and turn it into reality. I mean, the most important ha- asset that uh, isn't on the balance sheet are people. I mean, Tom, we're not that good. I totally agree with you. I mean, he and yeah. I can't do anything without the other 1,400 people throughout the country. Is there 1,400 people? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's all about the people and empowering them. and, and But giving them direction sure. and giving them the resources to be successful. I mean, that's the thing that I think Bill taught you and I as division presidents. I mean, I'll never forget when I went up to Northern California. He goes, I'll give you all the capital world, but... You know, if you hang yourself, you hang yourself. You'll be out of the job. I mean, he right. was, you know, that was the tough side of Bill. Yeah. Very clear. You're, but really, good luck. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> you know, yeah. you better do well. Right. Uh, but that's the way Bill was. And, and I mean, we're not we're not Bill Lyon at all. But uh, we've got, you know, 1,398 other people that are awesome. Uh, that's so, pretty great. Yeah. Pretty and great. it's the most important asset. I said it's, it's not on the balance sheet. We talk about it all the time. Yeah. Uh, on that same note, um, what do you do to keep the customer happy that you think is unique to TriPoint? Boy, we, we've embraced them from the start. And like <laughs> I said, we founded the company on the, the customer and on their journey and saying, yeah. okay, what's it look like from their perspective? And mm-hmm. obviously it's the biggest purchase anyone's going to make in their life. Yeah. It is. And by creating a valuable customer experience, you create a customer for life. And so... You know, we really believe that our product, design and innovation again, but also giving people the opportunity to personalize their homes is a key component. So we're, we're big into being a premium lifestyle brand mm-hmm. with great product, but giving the customer the opportunity to make it their own through personalization. And one of the foundational pillars of, of TriPoint was a diversified product portfolio being able to go from entry level through, you know, executive but move up. If but even with the supply chain. Well, that helps when the market shifts, yeah. so yeah. you're segmented. That, I worry if, for a few builders that aren't. Well, geographic diversity as well as product diversity, right. you know, we said we're always going to be in core markets, yeah. you know, which is close to employment centers or transportation corridors to employment centers. So we haven't really tried to be the low-cost provider you know we're not in the commodity business so what we do is somewhat unique and we've got a a niche that not too many of the other publics really kind of play in so we're excited about that i would also say your product is really good looking and efficient which isn't always the case mm-hmm. right so that was the other thing i noticed too it's, well it's you know product so thank you yeah, for endorsing no, us for with sure that. no it's it's and that's a hard balance to find usually builders will swing one way or the other mm-hmm. so that's a big deal I'm going to play just a game with you guys. We're going to just do word association. So I'm going to say a word, and you tell me what comes to you. I know, right? I'm going to go real talk show host on you. (laughs) Doug, I'm starting with you. What's the first word you think of when you hear people? I love people. I want to be out with the people in our Hanging with them. Hanging with them. Quality. Smiling homeowners. Profit. Happy shareholders. (laughs) Affordable. Attainable and quality. I like that. Design. Differentiation. Good answer. Budget. Make it happen. <laughs> that's that's a good one. So now a, a couple of uh, favorite things you like to do. Favorite sport? College football. What do you think? Surfing. Yeah. Surfing? Yeah. Are you a surfer? Yeah. Nice. 
Uh, pastime? Um, biking, swimming, and running. Family. Uh, Family favorite too. place to be vacation, if you could be Can't anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Favorite place to vacation, if you could be anywhere, where would you be? Oh, I used to say Hawaii, but the inflation has just ruined Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say Lake Tahoe. Beach and mountains. I like it. Okay, awesome. Okay, so now we're, we're going into the market itself today. What are you guys doing as TriPoint Homes to build more affordable housing? How do you, how do you make that work today? It really is, in my opinion, the industry's biggest challenge to keep our industry strong. Mm -hmm. We've got to get smarter and better with affordable. Or we're going to build ourselves right out of the market. It's crucial. Well, it, it, attainable, affordable housing is different in all 10 states that we build in, right? Absolutely. So um, we strategically, what, starting three years ago, yeah. we keep saying about three, but it's got, we say two, but it's probably been three. As we put, we looked at California and said, we're always going to be, I think we're in the top five here because we have this huge position of land that we got from the warehouser transaction especially in Southern California. So how do we push out? And as we push out, let's be more attainable, more affordable. And mm -hmm. so we were looking at, in Texas, I mentioned that earlier, smaller lot sizes, 40s and 50s, because everything, For sure. you talk about lot sizes there. You go well, to look at what Weekly's doing. I mean, yeah, they're right. going very vertical. Right, you go to Carolina to be affordable and attainable, you build a lot of attached, a lot of towns. Sure. If you want to be in the A locations, or which is Or figure out small lot there. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's was our strategy three years ago because we inherited um, a, a crown jewel down in San Diego called Pacific Highlands Ranch, which mm -hmm. kind of set the tone for this luxury uh, mm -hmm. for for TriPoint and, and back in the day the Party e brand. But um, I think going forward, you know, in in light of where the current market conditions are, personally, I think we are actually in a really good position mm -hmm. to continue to provide entry level premium and first move up, and it fits this millennial generation that, with combined incomes, they're making well over a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars a year. I mean, these I call them kids. I mean, they're twenty five to thirty five years old. They're making a ton of money, and so that's fifty percent of our buyer profile right there at TriPoint. And we're we got the second second highest ASP in the industry. It's all it's all millennials. So that tells you a little bit about where the customer is going to be for the next five years, ten years. Yeah. What about for you on the affordable side? Well, it really is just a takeoff of that. It's finding products that we can put on reduced land values that are going to yield better results. So it's obviously moving to higher density yeah. solutions, right. doing attached product. <laughs> more often small lot detached um you know i'm waiting for the really awesome like 1200 to 1500 square foot home yeah less mm -hmm. less footage yeah. is going to be yeah. a key it doesn't have to be more it really mm -hmm. doesn't i mean it's again i always use the quote before 1950 the average size home was under a thousand square feet and the household size was twice as much yeah. Yeah. than it is today yeah. so we just have to get better with it right we, we can do it and it doesn't have to I think be you guys could particularly do it it doesn't have to be a home We're good with design that people aren't excited about well when you look back at the the last um kind of downturns because you guys just talked about those what did you see as the strategies that were, were that failed the hardest because 
in my opinion, failed the hardest because there are certain things when I look at, when we talk about the LGIs and many of you guys remember Inco Homes, for example. I mean, those builders that were really on the fringe and LGI has done a phenomenal job, but they really have not experienced a downturn, right? So when we think about some of those things that happened last time, how are you guys taking some of that into consideration or do you even take that into consideration this time? I mean, the fringe market seemed to collapse the first, yeah. well, right? That, and, and that's, you know, Tom talked right. about our land strategy. I mean, it's 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 Maine and Maine. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's being close into employment, transportation, good schools and retail. And when the, we go through these cycles, it's the fringe markets that happen collapse first, right? right? It always does. Right. Whether it's higher incentives right away, dropping in pricing, so. You know, our strategy since we started TriPoint is always to be, you know, main and main and is, you know, right in the, in the sweet spot. If we need to desi- design higher density product to make it more affordable, we will. Exactly. And so that's, that's one of the big strategies we have in place to this day to combat that next cycle, that next, uh, you know, recession that we. That I hope well, we never hit. Yeah, I, it's probably inevitable, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a rough, it could be a rough every, landing. Every yeah. 10 to 16 years yeah. in the last 100 years. So it, it does seem like it's inevitable, right? But the other parts of that, I mean, we we talked about our, our balance sheet and liquidity. I mean, we, we are so uh, focused. I mean, we generate positive cash flow, have tons of liquidity, have a very, very low leverage company here. And, and you know, again, it goes back to, you got a bunch of dinosaurs that are sitting here, and, and we've been doing this for so yeah, long. Right. It, you know, those highly levered companies that didn't focus on a, a strong liquidity position, you know, it, it ends up hurting a lot right. more or they're out of business. And you've seen it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Doug's constantly talking with our teams about being good stewards of our balance sheet. <clears throat> sure. Yeah. So that's part of our job. We've got a responsibility to all our team members to, to do the right things relative to projected cycles. Um, you know, the other thing I would say, a strategy that definitely doesn't work is denial. So <laughs> I totally agree. It so, won't happen to me. Yeah. Uh, being, being proactive, um, you know, we always like to, to say pace is important. You know, so scale and leverage matters, sure. but pace is important. So we focus on absorption quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And we recognize when a project is not meeting its target absorptions, maybe one week, two weeks is one thing. If it goes any longer than that, you need to do something different. Yeah. yeah and so we, we react pretty quickly to make sure we're putting the right offering in front of the consumer. The consumers are smart. They're the ones that are telling you, what they're looking for and what it's going to take. Well, and that's when design matters the most, right? Because yeah. you need yeah. that emotional tug to keep them buying during yeah. the more difficult times, right? Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Let me, as we're kind of wrapping up here, let me ask you both: What do you think the What do you think your biggest contribution has been looking back in your career? Uh, what are you the most proud of? And I will start with you, Doug. I just we play with a chip on our shoulder. We play to win all the time. We always think somebody's coming after us. We're a little bit competitive. Uh, we always feel like we have that little chip. And so, I mean, if, if there was a point that I'm satisfied and I feel like I've done it all, then I'd retire, to be honest with you. But I just still, 
I'm still looking out the front of the windshield thinking what else can we do what can we you know what what new product what new location what else can we do for the customer and uh, if if how many if homes I, have, have you been, how many homes have you built in the 13 years you've been here I don't we don't even keep track yeah. of it I mean who who does it really a big make, number it's a big it's number, number but yeah. we just I would say that's a pretty yeah. big contribution just the number yeah. of homes right but I mean I mean I I personally I think the biggest thing that satisfies me is seeing our people grow and being out with our people um, I get the most fun out of my day going and traveling to our other divisions because it gets me all kind of energized and so forth. But thinking that's about a great answer, I think mentoring uh, people in their careers yeah, I and mean, right now, I mean, it's a great answer. That's 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 where we are. But to think about where TriPoint was, a uh, big deal. I mean, it's you know we're not going anywhere, so we're still we're still having fun. At least I am. What about your biggest contribution? Being able to see some of the the vision and dreams of that early weekend and the oh, conversations yeah. that we had mm -hmm. about what do we want to be and then you look back and say wow we we're blessed to have accomplished a lot of that and impact people's lives where you were and where you where you yeah, yeah. i mean like i said we, we don't take a lot of time to do that because you're on a pretty fast treadmill mm -hmm. in this business and yeah. you're always running but when you do it is really rewarding to think I participated in that. And as Doug said, it, it's not just us making this happen, but every step of the way, you know, and the, the RICO transaction acquisition was, was huge. That huge. was transformational. That was and when you think about all the things that had to go right and the backstories and the people involved to make that happen, it's just phenomenal, you know. We we're just really fortunate and blessed to be a part of it, really. And, and I, it, I think, I mean, we have we have a bunch of millennials between the two of us, and I always tell my kids and other young people, I mean, you don't know what you're going to find eventually in life that'll you'll have a huge passion for. Mm -hmm. But once you find that passion, then go for it, and you're going to have to take some risk, and there's going to be some ups and downs and so forth, but. I mean, even starting TriPoint and the depth of the mortgage, I mean, was I scared? To be honest with you, no. I mean, we kind of believed in ourselves. And, and we, we've, we had a vision. And, it, yeah, it's cool to sit and say, well, you went from zero to $4 billion in revenues. But, who, I mean, it's more the passion. And I always tell young people, you know, if you're going to start something, don't go into it thinking, oh, what are the financial rewards? I mean, I've if never you're in it for that, that yeah. you might as well go just into it on. as a passion to say, what you love. yeah, I love building homes, and 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 building homes for families. You're changing that, lives. Yeah, you're changing lives. Not only the consumers' uh, lives, but the people that work oh, at TriPoint, sure. and that's cool. That is really cool. Sounds like our tagline. Yeah, life true. changing by design. There you go. <laughs> Do you see any like big changes as it relates to home design? For example, should we? You know, are you guys investigating any new categories there? I would, I would definitely plant a huge stake in in the ground for you guys to to just be as creative as you can about affordable housing because I think we have to go there. But there's technology, there's all these things that suggest we're going to continue to see revelation and evolution and all the things we need. I think in this business, right? I love that. I love your energy yes. behind it. The, no, the, it's true. We have to. It, we have to, but. The industry is very slow moving. It, it, why do you think that is? 
because it's because it is such an expensive thing to create. Do you think oh, that's what it is? Capital. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and you have such a disjointed group of municipalities and and agencies across the U.S. that you know you can't you can't think of this as Japan where you could just build little tiny homes right. and build little boxes and recreate that. I mean, you know, I, I my our focus and is still uh, on the customer journey and and yep. making that uh, f from a digital standpoint, from start to finish, that's the low-hanging fruit that's very yeah. attainable. That has to happen today, yeah. I think. And but I, it's I still think not we're 100% there. Yeah. I, I mean, agree. We want to be able to sell a home on the, our website, whether it's a to-be-built or a spec home. And just simplify finish. the process, yeah. right? Yeah, and simplify right. it. Um, the technology and the construction side, that's the part that, We've seen so many companies attempt something, but the last greatest invention in home building was the nail gun. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that is probably the last greatest invention. There's, I mean, well, there's, that makes me really sad. I, but, <laughs> but, there, but there's, it's, it's that's a tough putt. I mean, that's a tough putt. But I think the on the on the consumer facing side, we have a lot of room to grow. I do too. Yeah. I do too. And I, I do think we. I think we can get better with space. I'm just going to leave oh, it at yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah. That's got to be a big part of it. Well, as we're wrapping up um, today, who would you say are the most inspirational leaders? I've had I've heard so many different people sort of over the series of this mm. these interviews, but who are the most inspirational people in your world? Well, right now it's my daughters. That's uh, so cool. Because. Why? They've become, you know, young girls who were following me around at every model complex opening we ever did to now young women that are starting their families and to see how important home is to them and what they're doing to try to create a home and grow that next generation. I just think that is the best thing going. And I think there needs to be a renewal of family. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to be the future of home building is when that renewal of family and people realize the value of home again, then it's going to lead to all the other inspiration and new technology. Do you think that's a shift or a change recently with this next I generation? Do. Why? Well, I think, you know, past generations, home became less important. Almost utilitarian, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Less important utilitarian. And I think one of the benefits of the pandemic has shifted people's mindsets to the importance of home and what really actually happens at home. It's becoming a nest again almost, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I think so too. So that's cool. It's really, are you seeing them do anything different with their homes in sort of how they live in them or? Not so much their homes, but the importance of home and the environment they're trying to set for their, their kids. They're young mothers now, and so to see that. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah, and see that next generation and, and what it means, it's, uh, it's pretty rewarding. I can't wait. I keep telling my kids. We need to get married. It's awesome. It's time. <laughs> but then they're young, but still, I'm like, yeah. oh, I can't wait. That's pretty neat. How about for you? Um, by far, my wife. I mean, she's. I can see that. Yeah, no, she's put up with a lot, <laughs> especially putting up with me for over 30 years. And, and uh, she's always uh, along for the, the train ride. And she's mm -hmm. produced and raised three unbelievable kids. And we have an awesome family and you know that's why we treat family so important here we both believe in 
you know, our families and the family is such a big part. I love of that about both of you. Yeah, so, I've always seen that in both of yeah, you. So I think it all starts there. I mean, uh, if it wasn't for her, I mean, she's been the rock and she's, she's in charge. Um, so it's, it's a lot of fun. On a professional basis, there is one CEO that I admire a lot, and that's Jamie Dimon at, oh. at Chase. Yeah. Why is that? I, I, uh, he has such a great vision for the financial industry, but he's so um, – when he talks, it's like us just talking. I mean, he's very – he's beyond brilliant, but he's just so relatable Probably. as a CEO – running arguably i think it is the largest financial institution in the world so i've always admired leaders like that uh but that's on a professional basis in the end the only people are going to remember you are your family and friends and your faith and and so i you know if it wasn't for kathleen uh, i'd be a total wreck (laughs) <laughs> well, I think none of it's worth it, right? Unless you yeah, have that yeah. great foundation, and it's kind of why we all work so hard, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly it. Well, that made me a little teary, but I'm going to end on that. <laughs> Thank you. This was just lovely. Thank you again for joining us. This is Molly Carmichael, and I hope you enjoyed this series. Please hit like if you like today's broadcast, and subscribe if you'd like to hear more from the best and the brightest in our industry. Take care, everyone, and I hope you join us again next time.